trying to project because I keep coming out really loud on the pods. I don't know why I always sound so distant. I'm sat in the other end of the room and I bet I still sound <laughs> booming. Probably. You're very good. Do you know, did you... Where's your dance training? Mm, speech you, and drama. Oh, of mm, course. Lambda. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what else did you learn? Did you learn the tip of the tongue and the teeth of the lips? No, we just did some warm-up vocals. But, Do them. Um, the tip of the tongue and the teeth of the tips. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. The tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. The tip of the tongue and the teeth and the lips. That's the one. Um, tits and teeth. Tits and teeth. But that's, that's more of a posture says. thing. Because, uh, yeah, mm. like um, tits up. <laughs> What's that? Oh, sorry. As opposed to tits down. <laughs> like in um, Mrs. Mais- was it? Oh, oh Mrs. Mais- Mrs. Mais- that's another one. Marvellous Mrs. Mais- Mabel. Oh, anyway, what are we talking oh, about today? Parenting, not tongue twisters. <laughs> you you talk- can you imagine doing a Your mum does tongue twisters. <laughs> I mean, you are Actually, that would be quite fun. <laughs> what do you mean my mum does? <laughs> What's that? Is that crude? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just me being very rude. And then we're talking about parenting today, which is very broad. So yeah, I actually had a two and a bit hour conversation with my mum. Good lord! And encompassing three episodes, but this one was the main bulk. And then I was like, oh wow, Um, sorry, mum. I know you've got a skip coming, but I still have (laughs) loads to talk to you about. Um, But yeah, it was. You all take, take, take. Yeah. Well, the thing is, mum's had two different parenting experiences. So she Mm. had parenting with my my sisters, and then parenting with me. And it actually got quite emotional at the end because I don't know. Should I just delve straight into it? Yeah, please. Because I said to her, so after we spoke about all the parenting stuff, which I'll talk about later, I said, "Do you think?" It was better being an older mum because in the, those days she was seen as an older mum. Yeah. She was thirty nine. Yeah, um, she was thirty nine when she had me, but then she was twenty two when she had my older sister. So she was like a sprightly young mum, and she, I was like, "What do you think the difference was between those two parenting experiences?" And she said that with my sisters, she had more energy, like she can't deny that. But then with me, she had more wisdom and actually she felt like more like time to, to spend on me. Even though I've said previously that she had loads of, she had like, she worked six days a week mm-hmm. and she started a business and stuff, but she still felt like she had more time. But then I was like, but I don't really feel like I've benefited from you being an older mum in that sense, because I'm, I kind of feel a bit jealous of my sisters when I started like crying because they've had you for longer mm-hmm. and they, they will have you for longer. So if I like, you know, make it to 40, <laughs> I don't know, so that's in like 10 years time, you're going to be nearly 80. Yeah. And that like makes me sad because my sister's 40 now and she's had all that time with you. So I don't know if the quality, like what's better, like quality or quantity. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, well, I think you've been lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. But yeah, it was it was interesting to talk oh, about that because I don't think I've ever really verbalised that. And it's something that when we have children, like, we're not going to be young mums anymore, really. Mm-hmm. And most people, I feel like, in maybe our industry and like women aren't having children as young anymore. Yeah. So they will be older mums by yeah. default. And then what is going to be the relationship between our children and our mums? So, like, their grandparents, they're going to be really aged. That's why I said, like, I don't have any, 
like choice you're going to be old no yeah. matter what when I have children yeah. <laughs> kind of thing whereas my god they're so selfish aren't they yeah and so, so are we <laughs> <laughs> but I was like my niece and nephews they've had like their grandma and I yeah. don't feel like I obviously I had uncle Leo I was really lucky um because he lived till his 95 and maybe probably to the end of his life I became closer to him but I don't have any grandparents anymore my dad's parents died when I was really little before I was like mm. even three they were both like had passed away actually I've never spoken to my dad about losing his parents when he was so Ooh. young because he was he kind of he wasn't older than 40 when they yeah. died um and but yeah my both my other grand my mum's parents have died as well so I don't know like it it is sad to me maybe I have to like marry someone young and be a cougar so that they have like that paternal grandparents <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with my mum but you said you didn't really speak as as in depth with your mum about parenting yeah she just wasn't that interested on the topic to be honest <laughs> or parenting itself. or parenting yeah <laughs> she's like I've done it Charlotte okay like, what do you want to know like I asked her about her parents and how she was brought up and she was like my view was that they were quite strict with her. I don't know whether that was me just being like, oh, they're older generation and she's an only child girl. Maybe Surely they the were drug strict. Race the drug <laughs> but she said she brought that up again. She said that they weren't strict. They were really supportive. Oh. They always believed her and like believed that she was in the right. I think this is quite like a spoil any child thing. Mm. Um, and like they were they'd never had to like tell her off or anything and that is really similar to how I was brought up mum was just like yeah we just like trusted you and you know you didn't I didn't have like curfews there was no like it wasn't grounded like she doesn't think that she ever got angry at me mm. and I was like mm, I don't know I feel like you probably did um but, but our our teenage my teenage years were I think that we were just arguing every day, but she doesn't see it like that. Yeah. She's like, no, she was like, I was like, I was really rude to you and like, I'm a bit of an arsehole and like angry. And she was like, oh, no, you weren't. She was like, oh, I think it's half of one and six of the other or whatever the saying is. <laughs> is that the one? Six half of, one. of what? Uh, no. Half of one. Half a dozen, six of one and half a dozen of the other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all her eggs in the wrong basket. <laughs> <laughs> she's like no it's just a personality like clash and she was I was like you were going through the menopause as I was going through puberty and she was like no I wasn't and I was like when the hell did you <laughs> are you are you in the menopause now I like are you still fertile like gonna have a sister or brother yeah <laughs> um so yeah it was all quite like she seems to think it was a really like chilled experience and she never had to talk, tell me off yeah well, yeah. but do you know what? I could, I can't, uh, maybe. I would you, you, if you being... were parenting me, would you feel like you had to tell me off and put no, me in my place? because I feel like you tell yourself off. I, I, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think you're harder on yourself than anyone ever will be to Aww. you. Because you, you check yourself before you wreck yourself, do you know what I mean? Oh, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> I try. Oh, is that more? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I can't. That's the thing is that I literally can't even stop that. What is it? It's a message coming through on my laptop. Oh. 
but I can't stop the sound. How do the professionals do this? <laughs> <laughs> no, they probably don't have like their MacBook Airs right next to their microphone, first of all. Um, she, my mum said that her mum wasn't very maternal and she thinks ah. that made her more maternal. Oh, good. Which is nice. Benefited you. Really did. <laughs> um, and I asked her if she would do things, um, do it more different, do anything yeah. differently. And she spoke about the fact that her parents left her in Jamaica. Um, so her, my granddad came over when she was like one or two and then my grandma left my mum, who yeah. was three, my auntie, who was two, and my uncle, who was one, or yeah. the other way around. So yeah. three new, like, really with young babies. their with, grandparents? No, with three different relatives. Wow. And then came over to England to be with her husband because she is, missed him so much. I love, I, I admire that. That's kind of cool. I, well. Uh, it, that bond between her and her yeah, that's normally born between her yeah, and that's her really... husband. But like, what about your three kids that you've your three babies you've just left? No, I mean fair. Because my granddad didn't leave um, the kids because he just wanted the break. Like yeah. he wanted to make a better life. Yeah. Obviously, this is like the Windrush generation. Yeah. So he there was an opportunity. I think I can't remember when. <laughs> my stomach. I can't remember when he left. And what um, trade he went straight into? But eventually, he went into working on the trains and stuff. And then they bought a house in Battersea, which is like hilarious now. Oh. But um, that was like where immigrants went, like came in and lived. And um, my grandma just was like, "I miss you too yeah. much, more than I love. Not more than I love, but more than I want to be with my children. Yeah. I don't know when I'm going to be. She didn't know when she'd be able to take, take them, them over. Yeah. And um, the only reason my mum came here when she was three is because she was obviously the oldest, and she could speak and she could uh, express properly how much she missed her parents. Aww. So she said, my mum was like, I'd go around and be like, are you, so she used to call my grandma Sister Cotty because her name was Cotilda and everyone called her Sister Cotty. And she'd be like, are you Sister Cotty? Is that Sister Cotty? Like thinking that any like light-skinned black woman Aww. in Jamaica was her mum. And that's uh, um, the lady that was looking after her in Jamaica wrote, or can't be the phone, so must have wrote to my grandma and said yeah your daughter really oh. really is pining after you you really need to think about sending like yeah. sending for her so that's why they sent for my mum left my the other two left the other two for years wow my grandma got pregnant with my other auntie who was the only one that was born over her and um yeah my mum came over with her auntie Flo on the boat and lived here until like until now but my other auntie and uncle were left over there until they were like nearly nine and ten amazing yeah so my mum was like I just felt like I yeah that that really had a big effect on me yeah Um, and she kind of definitely had a a different she never wanted to go on school trips even because she was so (laughs) scared about leaving her parents um you okay I just gulped tea (laughs) I'm also very moved (laughs) Um, but I asked her what she would do differently, and she said because I basically my mum had a spell where she moved to Florida when my um, sisters were in their like I think my oldest sister was like twelve and my youngest sister was like nine, but she left them with my grandparents, ah. and she said that obviously the way that her um, 
parents had left her had she was like I don't know if I should do this I don't want to leave them her she her marriage had broken down that's why they didn't stay with her their um, dad and she um basically was like I'll I'll take the job because I know that they're going to be with they're together first of all and they're not in separate houses and they're with their grandparent but she said that she like that really played a big effect on her and if she could do things differently she would have she would have done that because she thinks it made her a better person and and gave her life experience like to practice as a nurse in in another country but also she would have made sure that she spent even more time with her children. yeah I'm just really gurgling sorry (laughs) and with her children and I was like not just in that instance then and she was like no but like with working around the clock like when Carleen and Debbie were little I worked because of that she wanted to buy a house and stuff she worked a lot and then when I was little she worked a lot with her business and she said that there was a time when Carleen, she just had Carleen, so she had one child, and um, she was thinking about going back to work because she needs to start earning money again. And Carleen was um, six months old. I should probably put a trigger warning in this because it talks, talks about child abuse. So, yeah. Um, she said that Carleen was six months old, so she kind of looked at what the situation was with... Do you want to talk... Do you mind talking about Yeah, this? no, it's fine. Um, with, like, uh, childminds and stuff. And at that point, I think my nan and granddad were still working. Yeah. It was, like, 1979. Um, and she said that she found a childminder that she really liked in Broccoli, um, and she was meant to start back work within the next month. And then she had, like... They have, like, a... Um, not social carers, but you know when they come and do the checks with the babies? Yeah. She told the lady, oh, I found a child yeah. to leave Carleen with. And the lady said, no, <gasps> you don't leave that your child with that childminder because um, we've had reports <gasps> of, not the childminder um, sexually abusing the baby, but her, the childminder's husband um, oh sexually ab- abusing <gasps> babies. And my mum was like, Oh my God. she carried that with her because she was like I could have so close. left my baby and yeah. someone could have been doing that to yeah. my baby whatever it's like she told me but I won't go into it because yeah. there's no need um, but so she said that she then had to she didn't want to leave the baby Carleen with any child minders because she was then like I don't want I don't trust anyone, I don't trust anyone myself and family so then she started doing nights because of the fact that she could then leave Carleen with her husband yeah. and then do it yeah, that way um, until she was old enough to go to the um, nursery in the hospital but she said because of that that that's when she started having high blood pressure she's only 23 oh my god oh my god point. what a weight to yeah because she was because she so badly didn't want to leave Carleen with, yeah. with people um so yeah she's had like quite a that must have been horrible as well as your first child because then that kind of sets yeah how you feel about but she's I correct me if I'm wrong but she's not a like over protective parent so she's done so amazingly to recover from that point where it could turn someone into like seriously overprotective like helicopter parent and she is very very like when I I didn't know that story until we spoke about it which is I'm so grateful to do this podcast as well because I do feel like I'm learning more about her it's great isn't it um but she, um, it does explain why, like, she's very cautious about security. Like, when I go on a date, yeah, text me. Like, I don't know, maybe everyone is like this, but she's like, text me, like, drop a pin, phone yeah. me. Like, yeah. she's very 
very don't I'm very people... jealous of that what? you know mum doesn't when mum wouldn't do that yeah yeah mum she's very even like telling people my address now mm. like the yeah. amount of deliveries we have to get for work she's like why why is why are these deliveries coming to the house ah. kind of thing so yeah that definitely had an effect but it could have been definitely more overbearing and stuff so mm. she definitely did well to not let it cloud her judgment of like the society like uh, in general like I can't even imagine how that must have been for her and even just hearing that story and I haven't even got kids that makes me think yeah I don't want to leave my kid, my child with anyone yeah. but yeah do you think anything your mum's son has had any kind of impact on, we, yeah. neither of us are parents yeah that's what you think that's <laughs> what all the noises were from my belly um yeah I probably would do a lot of things similar to Leslie actually like she's very trusting and has all like never given me any strict like curfews or like I didn't have to do chores like re- yeah wow. I, but, but I would I'm I like elect to do that's what I mean I'm quite voluntarily like oh I'll clean up this up da 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 so I don't know how that's happened I tell myself off first you're right (laughs) um so I do that and she's quite like like my vision of parenthood is hilarious but it uh basically is at Glastonbury and it's writing your telephone number on your child's arm and letting them go off and then getting drunk but that's what you want to do. That is my life. This is why I'm so well suited to commune life. I need like a community around to raise to just a child, raise a child in <laughs> within within like you know fences. Yeah, I shouldn't be let loose in Glastonbury if I have a child. Basically, I think is the moral of if the story. If you have a child, yeah, and you want to go to Glastonbury, yeah. I will look Thank after you. your child. Oh, that'd be really I lovely. I just remember seeing this little kid walking around with a telephone number on him and I was like, why has he got a number on him? And then someone explained. How little? Five. <gasps> I yeah, It was really funny. So, yeah, maybe I wouldn't do that. Um, what else I was going to say about Les? Yeah, she's just quite chilled. Oh, but what we always fall out about is timings and like being prepared for stuff because she's very like she turns up late to everything I'd always I think I've spoken about it before but I always had to get her up to take me to school and like make my own breakfast which is fine loads of kids do that and be like mum I'm really hungry now I think it's lunchtime and like prompt her to wow like I don't we only ever wait one meal a day which I think isn't that uncommon but I remember just being like hungry all the time <laughs> and just it's not neglect just to, <laughs> just to point out but like she doesn't have like structure yeah. and that maybe I would give my child more structure yeah and be more of a I'm really loud again be more of a yeah. like, parent and um like yeah more of a parent like figure a, more, more than a friend like in the, yeah. that sense like, yeah doing like but it's hard to because it's just me and her that's always going to be such a different um, parenting style yeah you can't yeah there was no one for her to be like okay you'd be good cop and bad cop she yeah. just had to be that just together cop, in cop. one cop cop but good and bad cop <laughs> gosh yeah I I don't know what kind of parent I, I'm gonna be it's really it's hard because I always ask people like my 
a lot of my friends have children now. I'm like, do you think I'll be a good mum? And they're always like, you'll be a great mum. I'm like, how do you know that though? Because like, I really love, I think because I've been given so much space, space, Mm, space, space, as a child and as an adult, because my sisters moved out when I was really little. I had my own room from like, even though I'm not an only child, I had my own room and space to do whatever I wanted. And then the kind of the same growing up, and then now, as an adult, I can't imagine having someone imposing on my mm. time and structure and routine in such a way. And that's what my mum always says about me. She's like, I don't know how you're going to cope. Um, I agree. Yeah. But, but, but you have do. to be, you still have to retain your sense of self and like be selfish in order to yeah. be selfless to other people, right? Yeah. And my mum said, I asked her, I was like, how did becoming a parent make you look at your parents? Um, because like... I can imagine it's going to make me look at you and dad and be like, oh, this isn't how you were or this isn't how you were. And she said that um, it made me think that their parenting style that she liked when was different. <laughs> and she said that when she had Carleen, the first thing that my granddad said to her is, wow, she's so black. And she remembers thinking because of like colorism and, and that kind of thing, I, every day I'm going to tell my, my child how beautiful she is yeah. and how gorgeous she is and how perfect she is because if that's what her granddad is saying yeah. then what is like the world going to say about her and my sister then became my grandma's favourite grandchild and my mum's next child Debbie when she was born she's really light skinned and my granddad said I want to name her she's so beautiful oh I want gosh. to name her and she named he named her Deborah Silvana, which is my sister's name, double-barreled. Nice. Um, and she's named after Miss World 1979 <gasps> and Miss Jamaica 1979. <laughs> that is such a great fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my mum was like, that's colonialism. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, mum. I'll try not to have colonialism when I'm having babies. Let's, let's do an episode on names and yeah. where our mum's names come from. Your, our mum's yeah. name. Yeah, because my mum's got a story for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was, it was a very overwhelming conversation, but necessary yeah. for when we are parents. And mine was a seriously underwhelming conversation oh. with my mum. Because, oh. because, I don't know, she doesn't like, uh, there's no like big speech about parenting. She's always just like, oh, I just I did, did it. it. But that's anyway, right. She doesn't. Like, in the nicest possible way, she doesn't think too deeply about things. Yeah. Whereas my mum thinks about things very deeply. That's really nice as well. Which is nice. And it, but it's Different made folks. Us, yeah, who we, who we are, which is great. <laughs> How are we doing for time? Oh, I was going to stop recording. <laughs> Should I stop Better it? do it then. <laughs> so the next question for this week's podcast is, I'm seeing a boy during lockdown, but we can't meet yet. But I do want to take things to the next level. Should I send him a picture of my boobs? I can't believe that question. I just can't believe that somebody would be thinking that. But I'm sure there are many people that know in this mad world. I'm seeing a boy during lockdown, Yeah. but we can't meet. I want to take to the next level. So shall I show it, send him a picture of my boobs? Really? Um, no. 
that okay. wouldn't be appropriate, all right? So what would be um, appropriate? What would be appropriate? I'm seeing a boy, Julia, and you're, we can't meet. Keep chatting to him. Getting to know him over the phone or, or on internet, if you've seen FaceTime or whatever the, um, you know, um, I, I think on online there's another way, isn't it? WhatsApp and different whatever other media yeah. and keep him interested that way I wouldn't send him a send him a picture of my boobs number one no why would that oh, so what would you if do would you ma- flash him a pi- would you would you flash him on FaceTime no I would not flash him on FaceTime <laughs> I don't think anybody should be doing that um you know you you, you need to be maybe have been together for a good while and you're away from each other and then you can maybe have little what do, is it texting or sexting um, which I've, I've never done, but, you know, I know people do. That's in, when you're in a relationship already. You just meet the boy and you go you, and, and um, you're, you know, you're in lockdown. Well, you might be getting frustrated, but you're going to send him a picture of you. No, you don't do that. You don't do that. You keep talking to him, you FaceTime, you tell him how how you're feeling during lockdown, you tell him you really would love to see him again, you can't wait to see him, you talk to him, you keep him interested in that kind of way, tell him what you've been doing, and make him know you're interested in him and keep his interest going in you, that's how you do it, not sending him a picture of your boobs, nah. This is Leslie with this week's Dilemma. So the dilemma is... I've been talking to a boy during lockdown, but we can't meet yet in person. I want to take things to the next level. Should I send him a picture of my boobies? Absolutely not. <laughs> why? That is, well, you just don't do things why like do, that. Why not? Um, no, why? no. But why? Because it's too suggestive <gasps> and they might have the wrong idea. But what's the right idea? The right idea is um, to, you know, keep it on the low key <laughs> and um, talk to them, you know, and show them that you're interested and you like the look of them. I mean, but yeah, so don't um, strip off or anything. Um, but why is it giving them the wrong message? Oh, I'm um, 100%. Yeah, you just don't do things like that. <laughs> the wrong, yeah, it gives them the wrong message because it's too suggestive. But isn't that basically what a relationship might um, end up, you know, you're heading towards that direction if you're entering into a relationship? Oh, my God. So, There's no both... way that you do that. No. <laughs> you, the, the, let there be a little bit of mystery regarding... Oh, OK. You, know. you think it's better to do it in person yeah. rather than over No. <laughs> I think you don't do that until you've seen somebody quite a few months down the line. Okay, Certainly okay. not initially. Thank you very much for your advice. Thank you for listening. This has been Your Mum. Thank you.